Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor at the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick and on this episode I am joined by P. Dubs Paul Washington. Hello. Thank you, baked potato. <laughs> That's going to go over so many people's heads. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, everyone should know about the baked potato song, but there you go. Um, and also we are joined by Ryan. Hello. I also know about baked potato. Yes. Yeah, well, we're British. We know about baked potatoes. They saved my life. Um, so Ryan is sick of the sound of me, so I'm going to try and not talk very much tonight on this episode because we recorded a pilot for something else earlier on, which is available to the Patreons. It won't be going out publicly. Um, widely available for reasons, um, but not quality reasons. It's It's bloody good, but... Um, yeah, for sensitive reasons, it's not going to be going out publicly. But Patreons, it's yours for the taking. So uh, go and nab it if you want it. Um, so before we get stuck in with uh, the main story this week, um, I just wanted to kind of discuss a few things. We are obviously at the moment still trying to put out shows on a regular schedule. We are still going to try it and do that. We have discussed a few things that we're going to try and do um, in, the, in in future episodes to kind of change things up a bit because, you know, we're going through a world pandemic and, you know, the things that we would normally talk about in the way that we would talk about them, we can't really do. Um, and rather than just stop, we just thought, well, if we can try and change how we do things, um, get a few different concepts in, we'll do that. So... 
I believe uh, Mr. D is trying to put together a pub quiz that we will do and we'll try and make that interactive so other people can join in as we do it live. Um, we are going to also be arranging a virtual pub session which uh, we'll send an invite out and everyone can join into that as well and uh, as long as the audio works then that will go out as a podcast but uh, if you've got any ideas or things that you want us to do in the meantime please let us know on twitter send us an email at uh, disasterdark at gmail.com you know most of us personally so get in contact there if you're facebook friends or in the facebook groups as well because you know we want to continue doing this but we're gonna struggle with content for a while well we say that we've got a very good episode lined up for you so maybe i'm talking um, ahead of myself maybe we won't need to do this if disney keep playing these kind of games but um yeah i, I just wanted to kind of mention at the start that we are going to try and continue to put stuff out as often as we can and um you know your feedback helps us with that so anything you want to see more less of um, something different get in touch let us know and we will do it um but as we recall this episode on what should be a bank holiday monday although jesus it does not feel like one um we had a bit of breaking news which i think was it was it technically sunday that that news broke yeah last night in the states okay so this is it's it's really weird timing that everything has happened as it's happened so the main bulk of this is uh, bob Iger stepped aside one random tuesday uh, and bob chapek took over and you know we obviously didn't know exactly what was going to happen to the world at that time uh, at that point it hadn't really gone global we'd seen how it affected the asia markets but um the timing did seem a little bit odd and and weird things have been happening but um p-dubs why don't you uh why don't you fill us all in with what's been going on so yeah we talked about it amongst ourselves over the last couple Ooh, of weeks but... actually sorry I, I i don't mean to interrupt but i've not asked what everyone's bloody drinking have i what an idiot i'm forgetting <laughs> i'm forgetting a format um p-dubs what are you drinking uh, I have got a Costa Americano. <laughs> okay, posho. Somebody's got his new coffee machine. Um, and a Pepsi Max raspberry for afterwards. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ryan, what are you drinking? I've got two drinks as well, actually. Um, I've got a, a Starbucks caramel macchiato. Uh, obviously, the ones that you can buy in the shops or yes. get your parents to drop off, as I'm doing. <laughs> And uh, also a, a home-brewed coffee from my, from my new machine. It has some new beans delivered today. My grinder's rubbish. I, I, I picked out a grinder, stuck it in an Amazon wish list and didn't really think too much about it. I didn't really research it and it got bought for me for Christmas and it's, uh, it's a blade grinder rather than uh, you know a, a crushy bean grinder. So uh... I've got to do a lot of faff when I'm grinding the beans, involving uh, sieving and kitchen roll. Oh Christ! Yeah, it's it's it, it's not good. I, I felt really bad for my wife, my wife, because she bought it for me, and I said, "Look, it's not your fault. I chose it. I chose the wrong one." 
don't feel bad. Um, I'm drinking um, a pink gin and lemon uh, diet lemonade, Ooh, which lovely. I've stolen. It's in a can. Uh, I bought them for my wife the other night, and um, there was one left in the fridge, and I thought she won't miss it. So, chin chin. Anyway, P-Dubs, I've very rudely interrupted you, so please carry on. Yeah, so as I was saying, we um, we talked about it amongst ourselves over the last couple of weeks that, that Chapek seemed to be incredibly quiet on on what was going on. It was still Bob Iger that was kind of releasing statements on things and, and stuff like that, but we, we kind of thought, oh, well, that's just the way it is at the moment. Um, he's still kind of passing the 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 coin over just so to speak but it it came out overnight as we said that um bob Iger has taken back some of the power um still only calling himself an executive chairman but um basically filling the role of ceo again which <laughs> seems a bit strange considering bob chapex only been in the job for six weeks yeah i mean it, it's odd right I mean, even I can see it, and I don't really kind of... I'm not going to pretend I understand exactly what's going on, because I think people... When I've looked at this today, it's clear that people are kind of reading it in different ways. But the one thing that's definitely clear, like you said, is that there has been absolute radio silence from JPEG since this all really kind of developed. Yeah. And I'm kind of left wondering if he's even really started the role. Yeah. See, my way of seeing it is this comes literally on the same day that Disneyland has agreed a deal to furlough cast members. Um, they had to make an agreement with the unions. And I wonder whether Chapek fucked it up. And they had to go to Bob Iger to say, look, you need to sort this out because JPEG's got it wrong. And I wonder whether this is where that's come from. He's gone. He is gone. He is. His career at Disney is dead. There is no doubt about it. He may survive his two-year contract by the skin of his teeth, but he's gone. He's, he never had any respect from any of the fans right from the get-go. Um, I, I got the impression from shareholders that they didn't particularly feel strongly about him. And I think now is the time during a situation like this. If you can't, if you can't sail a, a ship through a storm, you can't be the CEO of a company. Um, I think a, a decent CEO would have at the very least come in to, to make some press statements and actually said to Bob Iger, look, mate, you may still be calling the shots, but at least put my name on this release. Uh, and make it seem like I'm the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world. It's just, it, as you said, I think it's, I think he's screwed up somewhere. And whether it's the shareholders that think that, like, it must be the shareholders that think that. There's no other way that that uh, the other Bob Iger would step back in. I think they're trying to protect the, the share cost, which is I, and you have to put the onus on them as well. Yeah, because they're the ones that have picked him in the first place. 100. percent So who's got it wrong on the board? Yeah, well, I, I still think he was a, a probably a personal recommendation from Iger, who thought he could be shaped. I think I think what my gut feel is that Iger, although stepping down from the business next year in theory, he would still have a nice little friend on 
the CEO position. I would imagine he's still got enough shares. Well, there's that. That mean he'll still be on the board. Probably. But, you know, he'd probably be able to control the CEO as well, given that, you know, what's the relationship between the two of them. So I think that's probably one of the main reasons that Iger would have recommended Chapek. Because even if he's not CEO, he's basically controlling the CEO after he leaves next year. Yeah. And I think it's screwed up. This sounds very Emperor Palpatine-like. <laughs> are, you, are you suggesting Bob Iger's actually Emperor Palpatine? Or, <laughs> or even, the clone. Yeah, or, or even worse than that. Even worse. Iger's got this idea having rewatched the Star Wars films. Well, got, it, it, I've got a plan. Something, something, Fox. Something, something, complete. <laughs> well, this, this is the thing. I mean, one of the things... And I mean, this this is prime time, right, for conspiracy theories, right? Right now, trying to pick apart how this situation has has unfurled and and what's happened and the the impacts and everything like that. Because one of the things that we've seen over the last, I don't know, five years, maybe longer, is this constant, Iger's going to step down. I'm going to step down in a couple of years. Oh, actually, I'm going to stay a little bit longer, but then I'm going to step down. No, no, no. And we we kept getting that message over and over, and then almost out of the blue, it happened. So it was a, a random Tuesday, right? It was it was really really bizarrely done. After all of this talk, it suddenly happened, and I. I don't think that any, well, I guess a few people could have guessed Chapek, but he certainly wasn't anywhere near, maybe as a joke, but like he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't kind of in my top three people that I would put in place of, of Iger at Disney. Yeah, and most people were looking at outside appointments. I, w- I, had, I had a feeling it would have been someone from Fox, if anything. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it just felt very odd. I mean, he's not, yes, he's made the parks money. But he's not particularly sat well with fans. And I'm not just talking about the crazy ones on Twitter that moan about everything. In general, you know, he, he's shown no emotion for a company that is all about showing emotion or, you know, the storytelling side of it. Anyway, and everything that Disney does should be about telling a story. No. And he's incapable of cracking a smile unless something green is on a spreadsheet. And what has he actually done for the parks that have been a spectacular hit? Because Star Wars Land wasn't. No. No. And Catherine Howe um, got the boot for that one. Yeah. And what, yeah. what else has he done? There's been nothing majorly new in any park since he took over. It's all about cost, cost uh, cutting with him yeah. and, and making more money from less. Yeah. I mean, all right, from a from business point of view, makes sense, right? But Shareholders, yeah, it's fantastic. He's, he, I'm just going to um, go and grab my tinfoil and just put it on my head for a second. So going back to what I was saying, you know, Iger's constantly, I'm going to leave in a couple of years, I'm going to leave in a couple of years, but I'm not ready yet, or the company's not ready yet, and all this. I wonder, seeing, fearing what could be on the horizon, and again, right, no one knew for certain how this was going to impact the rest of the world. They could see what was going on elsewhere, and we knew that it was going to spread, but we didn't know know just how bad everywhere was going to be here. But what if Iger used this time 
to go, you know what? What I can do is step aside, let someone else take my old position, mess it all up, and then I'll be welcomed back for you know another few years at least without anybody questioning when I'm going to go. Oh, so he's playing a trump card. Mm. It's it's the World Health Organization's fault. I've done, it's not me. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like you know, because I never really understood. You know, Iger was doing a good job. He's getting older, admittedly, but he hadn't really made any bad mistakes. You know, a, a few things under his watch. You know, Star Wars had a few issues over the last couple of years and, and stuff like that. But Which, to be fair, he admits to. Like, he's, he doesn't shy away from that. Yeah, yeah. But there, there didn't seem to be anything... It wasn't like when um, Eisner had the power effectively taken away from him when they had that kind of coup de grace. Yeah, like, there was nothing Brent like Roy that. Disney tried to take it. Yeah, exactly. Had, he's had nothing like that. No one has wanted nothing to get rid at of all. him. There's been no, you know, no major um, press statement. You know, like an advert taken out in the New York Times or something saying that he needs to go. But but we've had this constant. Oh, I'm going to go in a couple of years. I'm going to go as if that was what was going to happen. And I just wonder if he's used Chapek as a full guy in order for him to be put in charge again for another few years without question. Well, I don't, I don't um, necessarily disagree. I think that one of the things that was trending last night in certainly on the Diz Twitter sphere was Chapek just got Chapeked. Which is fantastic. <laughs> it writes itself. Um, I mean, so what what's the latest with with the the union and and the workers because it's been agreed now so so has everyone been furloughed or i think it was something in the region of 30,000 cast members jesus christ uh, and that's just disneyland wow so you forget how many people work at these parks don't you yeah the people we don't even see mm. It's just, it's a ridiculous amount and hopefully it all works out. But as part of this, there there is definitely going to be a reduction in staff and office space by all accounts. Um, we've just been talking about it in our own circumstances, but it's it's happening at one of the biggest corporations in the world. Mm. So it's, it's not a surprise that it's going to filter out to some of these smaller companies. Well, this is the problem right now. You know, when you look at things globally, you know, we are in a very similar position to the states in, in what we're doing. You know, we're on lockdown, a lot of businesses are not able to operate or, or can't operate anymore and are looking for government assistance. Now, there are some businesses which are able to weather this storm that are still able to operate. Um, and I mean, Disney are as well to an extent, yeah. but they're you know, if you let, let's break it down, theme parks closed. Yeah, we don't know when they're going to reopen. Uh, cruise lines down. Don't know when they're going to be in operation. And it's, again. it's probably going to be longer than the theme parks. Yep. Um, films, All cinema releases, 
you're not making any new films because productions are shut down and you can't release the films that you've made because you've got no way to show them because the cinemas are shut down. And again, they will take uh, longer to reopen than a lot of things. So at the moment, the only things they've, they've got that they can use to make money are the various Disney channels they've got across the globe. And uh, obviously now Disney Plus, which because of the circumstances is seeing again a bit of a boom because people that may have left after the Mandalorian finished and weren't attracted back by things like uh, Togo or Stargirl um, are now being attracted back by Onward. And also I believe they just announced as well that Artemis Fowl will be going straight to Disney Plus. Did they announce when that was going to Disney Plus? Or I'm guessing it's going to be around its original release date. So yeah, around I don't think they've announced a date yet. Yeah. So the other thing I think they could be doing, and I guess looking at UK specifically, the the UK Disney Store is, I guess, for want of a word, shite. Um, selling very limited merchandise. It always has done, especially for adults. You know, like when you compare it to what you can buy in the theme parks, certainly on you know like homeware, t-shirts, hoodies, you know, vinyls, pins, all that kind of thing. The Disney, as far as I understand it, the Disney digital teams, uh, merchandising, all of those people in the warehouses, etc., are still working. Yeah. They're going to have a, an abundance of stock worldwide because the theme parks are all shut. Why are they not shifting that stock onto the Disney store? And I know they already do that in the States, but why are they not doing that in the UK where you have an abundance of US theme park fans who would jump through whatever hoops you gave them to be buying merchandise that you can buy in Walt Disney World yeah. and Disneyland. It's let's crazy. Put it, let's put it this way. Our Disney, Disney store online has got three spirit jerseys, including one for a dog. Yeah. You look on true. the US one and it's about 25 to 30 different spirit jerseys on there. Completely, completely agree. So I used to uh, scoff at anyone that had a spirit jersey. I've now got four, I think. I haven't um, got any, but I keep looking and it's just ridiculous. And when they do get them, they're sold out in 10 minutes. Yeah. So like, why are they not coming to the UK? They're not difficult to make either. No. Uh, I think Ryan has just outed himself as being a basic bitch once again. <laughs> it does seem to be a reoccurring theme when we have you on here. They're all, um, they're all in, in my defense, they're all black spirit jerseys. Um, racist. And... <laughs> But I, I do, I have to say, I will be enjoying a PSL wearing one when we get to the autumn. Of course you will. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I know that there had been some concerns about getting the stuff shipped in time for events. Um, I know before Disneyland Paris were, were, um, knew they were going to be shutting down, that they were talking about the fact that some of the, they were expecting some of the Marvel stock for Marvel season to not make it for opening because of the delays that they've been experiencing in China. Um, so I, I, I don't know if that may may have a knock-on effect. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, Disney Store in the US is a little bit different because they, uh, I think, share some of the, the stock that they have or some of the allocation, at least, with theme parks. So it'll be quite easy for them to get that kind of all done. I think Europe might be a, a little bit different because of how it's set out. But that's yeah. not defending them. You're you're absolutely right in that um, you know, this is the time now to try and flog as much as possible. And 
I mean, the timing sucks, right? Because all the Mandalorian stuff was finally getting released. Well, this is it. The thing is, as well, I know that obviously a lot of people in the in the UK and worldwide have been furloughed, which is obviously uh, horrendous. But for the people, I guess, like the three of us who are working from home, we're still obviously on our normal salary. And if anything, I'm actually not spending any money other than on my food shopping because I can't get out of the house. Therefore, I am turning to sites like uh, the Disney store and I'm thinking, oh, what can I be buying? And actually, I can't. <laughs> There's nothing to buy. We were actually waiting on a delivery that we made. The order, not this Saturday, just gone the one before. So they're, they're not even getting out what they have got. No, I had the same problem, actually. I bought um, an Easter stitch, which I, I said was for my unborn child. I mean, that's the worst <laughs> excuse I've ever had. And... Um, it took yeah, it took about a couple of weeks to arrive. You, so you think you think that's a bad excuse? I tried to get Hulk Hogan to sign one of my pops for my humble child, <laughs> of which I didn't even know what the gender was going to be. Oh god, it's not just me. Yeah, I mean, needless to say, he was an absolute arsehole because I was working with him backstage and not out in public, so he did not sign the pot for me. But uh, oh. yeah, he's like, you know, he, he's very much, uh, if the camera's on, I'm, <laughs> I'm a wonderful person. He's also a massive racist, so let's not forget that. But um, I, I've heard of, you know, just as bad excuses as those examples. However, um, you know, I've ordered a few things and deliveries have definitely become slow in fact the only company that's stuck anywhere near their delivery times has been uh amazon of course. which we've had a delivery nearly every day this last week right. yeah so do, do you know what do you know what happened like Lindsay had ordered a book for alice because that is what we we're very weird and that we actually use amazon for what it originally started off as as somewhere to buy books so we buy books, uh from amazon we got a delivery yesterday. That's Easter Sunday. Easter bloody Sunday, we got a delivery from Amazon. I was actually appalled that we got a delivery on Easter Sunday. I'm not even religious. We got um, a load of household goods delivered yesterday, like fairy liquid and stuff yeah, like that. I, I had, um, mine's even worse. I had uh, a packet of AA batteries delivered from Amazon yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have waited for Monday. It's fine. <laughs> It's awful. Prime delivery is the spawn of the devil. Um, but uh, And this will please you, P-dubs, after what I was saying to you a few weeks ago. Um, Hype were having another sale. And <laughs> for the third time, I've bought myself a Zerg backpack. But it cost me twelve ninety nine, so there's no way it's going back. But me and you are now matching. I know. I, know <laughs> I, felt, I felt so bad, but I was like, no, tough shit. I love purple. But um, it, it took them over a week to ship it from their warehouse so i placed it all one week and it was i think it was seven days before they contacted me to say it's now being dispatched and and i think that's possibly because although those companies are still operating they're probably on skeleton staff yeah so there's probably less people doing the work which is which is fair enough and i'm like i'm not I'm not going anywhere with this backpack, right? So I don't mind that it's taking a bit longer to come. Yeah, I was um, saying I ordered a NBA jersey from Nike, and that took two weeks. Yeah, to yeah. get here. It's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? it? It's crazy. So I'm, I like, I bought. Um, so there was a new Mario collection released on Uniqlo, and I would never buy buy from them at all. But I was like, oh, I'm not buying anything else, um, dude. 
And it's incredible. You've got it all wrong, my friend. Uniqlo is like the best clothes shop. If this is your first experience buying Uniqlo stuff, you're in for a treat because the t-shirts are fine. They're actually quite good quality, but my God, I live in their jeans and I have done for five or six years. Their jeans are better than any designer brands I can buy and they last longer. Uniqlo are amazing. It's Japanese. Of course it's good quality. That's a good point. Reasonably priced. Yeah, Um, I bought a a, a Mario t-shirt, 35th anniversary, and a, and kind of relevant to our conversation, a a Mickey Mouse Donald Duck t-shirt that's arrived far quicker than any any order from the Disney store is currently. Yeah. Yeah. They they do a lot of actually good Disney um, bits and pieces. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't very impressed when I popped into Disney Springs um, at their Disney stuff at that time. Uh, but, mm. but generally, the Disney stuff can be quite good. But um, yeah, no, Unicode's all right. Um, I, I, kind of going back, I, amazing we still go on tangents uh, even in this time. But um, Disney obviously needs to do something, and it's it's obviously financially the the, the best case scenario to uh, follow those people because you know they're still going to be paying them and they're still going to be getting a wage, and it's not going to be a hundred percent. But but well, actually, if they announce what they're doing, if they announce, I if they're don't think so. Up, I would imagine they're probably topping up. I think they'd have to. I think it'd be really bad PR if they weren't. Yeah. If I'm honest, but and is it the same that we're getting in the UK? Is it like an eighty percent? I, I believe so. I think their deal is more or less exactly the same as ours, mm. except it does seem like a lot of the companies in the states are topping up, whereas I've not heard of many over here. No, it's only the the big companies that are doing it, and I I get it. Like you know, not every company financially can do it, right? So I I, I understand that. But if you're a big company and you can afford to do it, really, you need to need to be doing it. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's strange times. And actually, before we started recording tonight, just before, I don't know if you even saw this, P-Dubs, but. Um, Disneyland Paris, or, or sorry, yeah. not Disneyland Paris, but uh, the French president came out and, and um, kind of gave an update to everything. And uh, France is going to be on lockdown until the 11th of May. Yeah, That's when I expect schools and colleges to reopen. And then everything will be looked at after that moment in time. Yeah. But they have said that things like festivals and theme parks and, and those kind of insane things will probably not be reopening until July um, at the earliest. And that's the kind of update there. So it's very, although Disneyland Paris haven't confirmed anything yet, it's very likely that they won't be opening up until nearer Bastille Day, which will be awful if you think about it, because <laughs> that's a national holiday. Yeah. Um, uh, but also it does mean that things like um, the, the Pride event, which they've had for the last few years, and Electroland, are going to be cancelled because they were happening around uh, June time. So they haven't officially cancelled those events yet, but it's almost a given that they're going to. Um, And to be honest, even even if the parts were open, I don't think they'd want to be making a private event full of thousands of people. uh, And especially, they, they just don't have the planning time. I know you can do a certain amount from home, planning wise, but for something like that, you you just can't you can't work on stuff like that. No, I mean we still have no idea, and I don't even think Disney does on how they're going to operate these parks 
until, well, let's be honest, until a cure for COVID-19 is found. Because, I mean, yes, you can take temperatures of people, but that doesn't actually tell a full, uh, a full story on whether someone has got it or not. So it's it's just a, an incredibly difficult, if not near impossible situation to be re- even thinking about reopening a park at this point. Well, we, we talked about it, obviously, with Jim Hill on our last episode mm-hmm. here. Um, and we also discussed it on um, Disaster Dark on, on Patreon. Um, what what was I thought was going to be a fairly short episode actually turned into quite a lengthy one because we were, between uh, myself, uh, P-Dubs and Craig, we were trying to figure out what is going to happen when they, they do reopen. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I, I'm struggling. Um, you know, we were joking about... Um, then putting markings on the floor in the haunted mansion so that when you go into the stretching room you, you know you're stuck you're stood in a, in a space uh you know rather than being all crushed into the middle um but but you know chokes aside like how are you going to be operating all this stuff um it's it's going to be strange times and it's going to take a long time before things go back to normal like i i, I think once once this has been cured and everything like that in, in two or three years things like theme parts will pretty much go back to normal and people will not have to worry about um distancing and, and stuff like that however that said i think people will be more aware of it so even if there's not something going on just in you know to avoid yourself getting other illnesses which i'm not going to potentially kill you you'll probably still be more aware of that going forward so i think a lot of things gonna you know like the interactive cues are they still going to have all these touch screens these dirty filthy touch screens are they still going to be encouraging people to to want to use them are people going to want to use them full stop you know are they still going to have fingerprint scanners or are we going to go to retina scanners well i think about even attractions like uh smugglers run where you're you banging a button every, every five <laughs> yeah. seconds. It's right. And, 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 you know, the amount of people that go through that attraction on every hour, they're going to have to wipe down every button, every cockpit, between every single ride. I mean, that's the only solution in the short term, surely. You know what? I actually think a more sensible way of dealing with that is probably just gloves. Yeah. Probably just gloves. Like every time you go onto an attraction, here's a pair of gloves, and you know they're just—I mean, for the environment, that's going to be awful, absolutely awful, um, unless they can, you know, come up with gloves that are easily recyclable. Um, you know, I don't think general rubber gloves traditionally are, but you know, if they can come up with something that that is, then then great. Um, but I can see that being the only way. And I also think that, you know, when you look at um, Asian cities like Japan or Beijing, you know, you've always seen people walking around in face masks and you've always kind of just said to yourself, oh, well, that's because, you know, the, the air is not as good quality over there, you know, a lot of pollution, smog, that kind of thing. Um, you know, now we're on the cusp of... of you know, that being a possibility in America that you're only going to be allowed out wearing uh, a mask while this is going on. Um, that's not 
what they've gone for yet, but it's looking likely that it will do. And there are some countries, I think uh, Poland this week, have made it law that if you're going out, you need to have a face mask. Um, so, you know, going forward, is is that going to be the future of going to theme parks? Is that you are going to be wearing a face mask to protect yourself? You are going to be wearing gloves to protect your hands? Is, is that what we're going to, you know, see ourselves doing in the next few years and i i don't think you can rule it out you want to rule it out right because it seems so extreme but can any of us rule it out i don't think so i think you have to look at it as it's just something that's going to happen there are going to be major changes to to everyday life and there's going to be major changes to to what you do outside of your your regular day it's going to be a different world by the time we come out of this. Even thinking about international travel, how do, how do planes work moving forwards until a cure is found? Do, do I really want to be, or airlines really want to be sitting people who you don't know next to each other? I mean, you're literally a centimetre apart. You know, who's going to be travelling? Is anyone going to be travelling? I don't know. It's, it's, very, it's going to be a very, very odd time for the next 12 to 18 to two years, really. Well, it, it was something Craig um, brought up the other day. He said exactly that. He really is struggling to see himself now wanting to get on a plane. Um, you know, with having gone through this situation. And, you know, I had, I think I joked to my wife, actually, um, after going to Universal last year, and I, um, I got a cold. And I wasn't sure if it had started before I'd got there or after. Um, but regardless, um, you know, you always feel like a plane is the worst place to be because quite often um, when I've done uh, travel on a plane, especially like long haul, I always feel terrible and I always feel like I picked something up. And you never, you, you can never tell, right? You can never tell because, you know, sometimes colds come out quite quickly. Other times they'll take a few days. So it, it, it's hard, but it's easy to blame something you've just done that was unusual. Um, and I'd said to her that uh, next time I go on a plane somewhere, I, I will be wearing a face mask. And that was before this this whole pandemic had, had even happened. Um, and and the, the thing is, you can't go on a flight for nine hours and wear a face mask. You, I mean, you can, but how are you going to eat? How are you going to drink? You know, you're nine hours up in the air. You're going to have to take it off at some point. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. And I, and I think people will be put off by it as well well disney themselves um well certainly there's been reports saying that the theme parks won't return to normal attendance for you know potentially two years now where those reports have come from i'm not sure um i still think the parks will be busy but yeah i it was um what i shared the other day was from wells fargo who again are a, a company that kind of look at these kind of analytics and uh, done surveys and you know research and questionnaires and all this kind of stuff and um you know i i, I don't know how reliable it is um i mean they're obviously a, a respectable company but um you know you don't know how the calculation's been done or you know and I, and I don't think anyone really knows the answer right everything at this moment really is kind of speculation because we've never seen it the last time we saw anything like this was after the first world war and you know 
we didn't ha really have theme parks. We didn't have these kind of things that we're, we're worrying about now. But it affects everything, right? Because, you know, cinemas, nightclubs, even restaurants, people are going to be, you know, second-guessing what to do, uh, especially until a cure is found for this. But yeah. then it's only a matter of time until there's something else. I mean, w when was SARS? Was that early 2000s? I think. I think so, something like that, yeah. And it didn't really affect, you know, that, that was a very Asia-centric thing. It didn't really affect the rest of the world. Um, but, you know, these things do happen. And now we've gone through one now, you've got to be prepared for something else happening in the future. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I guess the only event that, so I think I guess we could compare it to in terms of attendance dropping is 9-11. Mm. And if certainly international i think i think domestic into walt disney world and disneyland will not be impacted a great deal i think especially under the leadership of of one mr donald trump who is basically sat in, inside a burning house saying everything is fine i i think <laughs> that's where that meme come from the <laughs> it is, isn't it <laughs> I, I think he'll be very quick to encourage um, Americans to get back to their lives, which isn't necessarily a bad message if things have calmed down. But mm. I think traveling to America from anywhere in, in else in the world takes a plane, plane um, to do so. And I think, especially Walt Disney World, attendance internationally will be intact, impacted on a, on a huge scale for the, for the foreseeable future, especially going into their 50th year next year. I mean, I've I've got to say, you know, if if they come out next year with the dining plan where they they actually pay you to take the dining plan, I still think people are going to be put off from going. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I think it's going to take a long time. Well, let's not forget as well. I mean, that's that's saying that's from like a I don't I don't want to catch this point of view. The other point of view is think the amount of unemployed in America, think of the amount that are on furlough currently in the UK and the impact this is going to have on the economy once the UK government lifts furlough, whenever that be, three, six, nine months' time. Is booking a, a, a two-week, three-week trip to Walt Disney World next year going to happen for people that are currently being on furlough or are worried about their job? I don't think so. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um... I mean, you know, somebody like Craig, you know, they plan their trips out. They know how much it's going to cost them. They put the money away to, to do so. Um, and a lot of people do. P-dubs on their lips, you know, kind of the, the philosophy you had when you was booking your trips. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think those people that are able to put the money away comfortably uh, and, uh, you know, whether they've been furloughed or not, but are still able to do so, I think you're still going to get, you know, people that will want to do it because, you know, they they work hard. That's their happy place. They want to enjoy that. And, you know, that that's all fine. Um, that makes complete sense. But you are going to get people that just don't see that being a good use of money anymore. When if this happens again or something similar happens again in two or three years time, that's a big chunk of change to lose. I mean, I know it varies in how you do it, but you know, a two, three week trip to, to Florida and doing all the theme parks can cost you, you know, anywhere between 
seven and 21 grand, depending on how you want to do it. You know, and that's, that's a lot of money for, you know, a lot of people, certainly a hell of a lot of money for me. So I think people will rethink their, their spending habits um, and, and possibly will be looking to, to do it closer to home. Um, you know, doing holidays closer to home. Uh, whether that's people that would normally go to Florida and now taking Disney trips or they're not having a trip like that and are just going, you know, to a town or city within country or a nearby neighbouring country, I, you know. Yeah, I, I think, know. yeah, I think you're right. I think we were thinking about going to Disneyland Paris towards the end of the year with my parents and my sister and our future daughter and my nephew and that's looking likely to be a uh, a stay in the country cottage break now because you know it's a big trip to another country in a world where we don't know what's going to be happening in november and december and that's what i said on disaster Art the other night my trip's still going ahead at the moment in october um that's not going to change until they tell me it's not um obviously if it is cancelled then it's cancelled but if I have to if I have to go then I have to go I I'm not in the position to be able to take a loss from what I've already paid yeah and you know what I'm I'm meant to be going for five nights in September for Halloween Horror Nights and again I'm in the same same place really I will be going unless being unless I'm told otherwise really yeah and if it's if it's cancelled we push it back till next year or whenever it's it's ready. Um, if in European travels allowed, then we might go to Disneyland Paris for a couple of days. If it's not, then we'll do something in this country. We've got we've got other plans in place in in case. But as I said at the moment, it is it's going ahead, and and until that changes, then that's what the plan is. I'm I'm about two weeks away from being able to book dining reservations at Disney World, so I'm going to carry on planning it. As if I was going. And I you would, should. yeah. yeah I would. You absolutely we, should. Dan, Dan and I have just booked our reservations. I mean, granted, there's only a couple because we're only there for a few nights. But uh, yeah, we, we've done ours for September. Yeah. I, I, think that's, I think that's understandable. I think the, the big question that will come out of this is exactly what we can do. Yeah. And by that, I mean what we're allowed to do by other countries. Um, you know, we know when France is going to come out of lockdown. We know when they're expecting to reopen, um, you know, things like theme parks and cinemas and stuff like that, um, large public gatherings. But um, what we don't know yet is what we're going to be allowed to do ourselves. Um, are we going to be allowed to travel to France? Are they going to effectively keep the borders closed until there's a cure? Um, and the same, you know, even more so of America. Um, you know, the, we're already banned from traveling there at the moment, but you know, we don't know how long that ban's going to be for. Um, from a from a financial standpoint, the country probably wants to welcome in international travel and tourism as soon as possible, um, because you know that will have an impact on the country. I don't know what the financial impact is on on travel. Um, from international people but it must be especially for places like new york um and, and vegas must be quite high because you do see a, a lot of international travel but um 
you know, they, they're only going to do that if they feel it's safe to do so. So at this moment, we, we've got no idea. You know, we were talking, is Halloween Horror Night still going to happen? They're still, we know they're still doing the construction work for it. Um, but is it going to happen? Is it going to only be available to people within state? Is it going to be, um, you know, for people across America, if the states have been opened up by then? Um, are they going to allow international travel, uh, international travellers, even if the travel ban's been lifted? We, no one knows the answer to these questions yet. So we have to kind of guess. And P-Dubs, like with you, you know, you've got Run Disney yeah. in September. Um, and again, that's not been cancelled. And it, if it is going to be cancelled, it's going to be, uh, you know, so they'll decide in a few months rather than now. But, you know, you might find that it goes ahead and you're not allowed to go. Yeah. Luckily with that, the only thing I booked is a hotel and I can cancel that up yeah, until but, 24 hours before. So, But even if you even if you weren't, I mean, if you're if not allowing you to travel, you're going to be entitled to your money back or, yeah. you know, a future trip, whatever. Um, so you're not going to lose out, lose out. No. But um, yeah, it, it's all of these things. You know, we just don't know. Um, how long the impact's going to be for. No. Uh, and the other impact we've got to look at is what they're building. Yeah. We, can, we can assume that the stuff that's already part done is going to get finished. But all this other stuff that they've announced that they haven't even started work on, you've got to assume some of this is going to go. I mean, I, w- I can very much see them cancelling the majority of Epcos updates and what they'll do is push it back to the to the forty um, fifth anniversary. Fifty fifth, <laughs> maybe fifty fifth. Yeah. Well, it's it's the fiftieth, isn't it next year? No, it's the fiftieth for Magic Kingdom. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was getting it's, my it's my It's the fortieth for Epcot in twenty twenty two. Yeah. And that's. So, uh, I mean, unfortunately, P Dubs. I think you can wave Mary Poppins goodbye. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that was, to be fair, I think that was hardly anything anyway. To be fair, yeah, it sounded crap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. But no, I, I mean, Tron's, Tron's going ahead. Guardians is going yeah. ahead. Ratatouille's, uh, you know, pretty much done anyway. Yeah. Um, Avengers Campus over in uh, Disneyland will be That's finished. That's nearly finished. They've just, they actually have pushed the opening date back now. Yes. Um, I would assume... Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway will go ahead at Disneyland because the land's already cleared. Mm. Um, and the building had started on that. Um, what I do think will go, I don't think we'll see a Star Wars land in Disneyland Paris. I think mm. that will go. I think that's an unneeded thing. I think the lake will probably go ahead. And the frozen land, I think that will probably, but I think we're going to be looking probably not even until after Frozen 3 has come out. Well, this if it is goes the thing, ahead. Well, well, this is the thing. The other thing that relates to that is I think Disney will rush sequels to movies they know will make a lot of money. Frozen 3 being a perfect example of that. Let's, let's get that made, get that done in 18 months quickly because that will make over a billion. No problem. Yeah. Why would they not? I mean, they're putting... They're going to they're gonna rain back all of these experimental Pixar films that are coming out. They'll stop all of the original stuff and they'll say to Pixar, right, but there's, there's three things we want from you, Pixar. Toy Story 5, Toy Story 6, Toy Story 7. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'll see another Avengers movie announced 
you know what i was just about yeah, to say that yeah. myself um you know the only the only one i'm really really looking for actually no two that i'm really looking forward to was doctor strange 2 electric yeah. boogaloo it's um, already looking in, like it's in trouble well they reckon that's that's still going ahead production wise don't they yeah they've just they've just oh, sorry, hired... I'm talking about the director change because of yeah. creative differences yeah, but I, I, yeah, Sam but if Raimi, you're bringing you're bringing yeah. in Sam Raimi, and they've yeah. just they've just hired his um, production guy. It depends if you're if you're hiring Sam Raimi of Evil Dead fame or Sam Raimi of Spider Man Three fame. If you're hiring Sam Raimi of Spider Man One or Two, you're fine. Yeah, you're having um, a great time. And to be fair, I mean, I think I think Marvel's a well old enough machine that you know with those kind of productions they're going to be he's not going to be given the free reign that he had when he was doing spider-man for sony no you know there was no one kind of looking no, after it. now it's different so i think they they kevin's you know, calling the change. shots exactly yeah. so and on that, that, that note, i don't know whether you guys saw that paul rod's written a script for ant-man 3 well yeah, he's but, been in lockdown yeah I, I mean, that's dangerous yeah i mean exactly i love paul rudd and i love um surprisingly I've got over my my disappointment with the Ant Man franchise because I've finally let it go that you know Edgar Wright just wasn't able to do his vision. Um, but that's actually a different character. <laughs> I, I I I did like uh, Ant Man and the Wasp actually. That's, that's true. But um, yeah, I mean I'd, I'd be happy to see Ant Man three. I'm not sure if he's the right person to to write it. But he's got writing credits on both of the first two. It's probably jokes, though. <laughs> give, no, give me uh, a decent villain in an Ant-Man movie, and I'll be happy. And but, so that's I mean, the so problem. Far, there isn't one. The, so far, yeah. they've just both, both been terrible. Yeah, yeah, they're not being great villains. I'll give you, I'll give you that. I've um, enjoyed the movies. The movies both come over after a time of great emotional distress in the MCU. So first being yeah. Civil, Civil War, second being Infinity War. So I think they, they were timed perfectly. But the third one needs to have a solid. Uh, a funny but solid plot and villain. And I mean, the, the other film as well that I'm looking forward to is um, Thor. Was it Ro- Love and Thunder? Love and Thunder, Love yeah. Thunder, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of looking Love... forward to Black Panther as well because that that was a solid film. That was a solid story. Yeah, I, I, I like Black Panther. I don't think it. I thought it was okay. From, 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 the, from a cultural impact point of view, I think it was very important and I think it was good. From a uh, from a from a solo project, I didn't think it was great. But it will make money. But it will, will make yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think you're right. It, what what the world needs is the Avengers back. Yeah, you can't give us Tony Stark. That's fine. Well, they, well, he's oh, signed yeah. signed a deal. <sighs> he can't. He can't. He can't go back now. Um, and anyway, he'll be the AI, won't he? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be the AI. Yeah, that's that's fine. I can take that. Um, but just 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 bring all those guys back together, and you know, for a last hurrah, that'd be that'd be good. Especially if it's um, an uplift, uplifting, purely uplifting film. That'd be that's what the world needs. Um, I, I, I'd be interested to see if they try and do anything else with Star Wars, because obviously they did announce that they were going to take a breather on it, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, you know, I think it's only a couple really, of years though, isn't it? The breather. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they need to reset things a little bit. Um, 
you know, like, they need to fire Kennedy immediately. Uh, I don't know. Get get Dave Filoni in charge of, of Lucas. Come on. Yeah, no. I mean, if if that's what you was proposing, then yes, absolutely. Give give Johnny Fabs all the money. In fact, you know what? Fuck it. Forget what I just said. Um, oh God, I'm gonna have to put a disclaimer warning before this episode. It's been farting, not swearing. Um, but what we need is uh, the Mandalorian on big screen. Yeah. yeah, and that was an idea I saw someone mention earlier. Was maybe that's the way they go? They have like drive-ins for Disney Plus stuff. Well, in the US, I mean, I, I the last thing I saw at the cinema was the the first episode of the Mandalorian. Um, they did a special preview before it launched on Disney Plus, and seeing you know I, I'd already seen the Mandalorian, so I didn't need to to go to see it but i was interested to see just how good it looks on the big screen uh, and the answer was very good you know yep to the surprise of nobody i mean you watch it on tv and it looked great but i mean i'll tell you what the, the last episode the, screen. the last episode of that that series i'm not going to spoil it because i know it's not finished over here yet hmm. but it is genuinely if i got to experience that for the first time in the cinema it would have been on par with all of the heroes entering towards the end of Endgame. Oh, that's 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 strong, man. I, I I wouldn't agree with you, but the the moment in the series that made me feel like that, I think, was the end of episode three, maybe? Um, possibly four, but it was the... I watched it, like, so long ago now, I can't remember, but it was the, the episode where um, the, the Mandalorians basically all came out. Yeah, that was that and, was cool. That was incredible. For, for somebody who never really rated Boba Fett <laughs> or Django Fett, for me to get that emotionally uh, attached to the Mandalorians all coming out as like an army was just just phenomenal. I proper geeked out when I saw that, and I was like, this is why Star Wars is magic. I get, I get why people don't like the, the last trilogy. I, 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 you know, most of us in here, I don't think, really agree with that. Um, but I mean that was just was just amazing, and yeah, give, give Johnny Fabs and, and Fellaini all the money in the world to do something like that. And let's be honest, anyway. I mean, The Mandalorian is just a, a long film, really. For me, if they get Obi Wan right, I'll be happy. Yeah, they need well, they need to attach Ray Parks to the Obi Wan series immediately. I. I think we're more likely to see him in Mandalorian. Yeah, but I mean, Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul, come on, it's it's a battle that's waiting to happen again on the big screen. Yeah, it's true. I would, I would quite be, I'd be quite happy to see that as well. But yeah, I, I, I think Disney do need to think about what they're doing, um, what they've got on, on the slate, because I've got... The, thing, the one thing about Marvel films, going back to that, is that... When you look at the release schedule of Marvel films, you know, looks at phase two, looks at phase three, you had your big hitters in there. So you had your Avengers, you had like your Captain Americas or whatever. But there were films you thought, mm, is that is that really going to be, is that really going to be good? I remember when I heard about Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. And I remember telling my wife about it in the car and going, the next Marvel film is going to have a talking raccoon and a talking tree. <laughs> Like, yep. this is going to be the first Marvel film that flops. And it was one of the only Marvel films that brought her back into the universe. 
because she was she tapped out after um, seeing uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. She, she was just like, it's too many plots and too many stories and uh, and Guardians was the thing that brought her back in. She was like, okay, no, this is this is fun now. This is this is good. No one that film did not deserve to be as good as it was. But so even the the Marvel films that I'm not that keen on the sounds of i'm still going to be excited to see because they're always you know quite good at surprising you um but they do need to make sure that they get the big hitters out um will we ever see you know looking at the other rest of the states will we ever see another indiana jones film that fourth one for you ryan of course yes <laughs> there's only been three so far. fourth movie yeah. <laughs> um because I reckon again, I reckon they go with Russians as the villains. It's not been done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Always time. Always time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think once they can start resuming production and stuff, um, they they need to. And I think maybe as well, the other thing is I think they're gonna have to scale back when they do. Can can Disney really afford to make another three hundred million dollar film? in the hope it's going to make $2 billion. Um, unless it's a franchise that's already built, like, as we say, an Avengers or, or a Star Wars, then I don't think they could take the risk. Yeah, but even, even Star Wars, I mean, what did the last one cost? About 250 Yeah. And, I mean, I think, I think it made about $1.3 billion, Yeah. Which means it made its money back and more, but... It's still not the return of investment they were expecting to see. No. So, and I think Avengers well, was about three hundred million, and that made obviously you know two and a bit. The thing is, with Star Wars, is they need to let people that understand Star Wars fully control Star Wars, much like how Kevin controls the MCU. I think the fact that it's that trilogy, as much as I've enjoyed the trilogy, there was clearly no plan from the start on where to take that story. And that, for me, it's just unforgivable. On, on, and I, I don't, I don't dislike Kathleen Kennedy at all, but she's in charge. She needs. I mean, if that was a Disney park, she she would have been gone years ago. You know, Chappick would have uh, would have given her the boot for doing something she hadn't even done. How she's still in that that job at, at Lucasfilm? Uh, sorry, Lucasfilm. I don't know. Hmm. Only, only thing I can think of was that was a stipulation. That she had to stick around for a certain amount of time. Well, yeah. if that was, she's still there. So you'd have thought that now, you know, after the let the dust settle a bit on on the, the rise of Skywalker, and then she'd have gone. She hasn't so far. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, I I think um, Ryan Johnson's a great director. I, I really enjoyed Knives Out. Um, and, you know, all of his films have been have been enjoyable. But I think the big problem with uh, how they did that Star Wars trilogy was they were like, right, three directors, three visions. That was Doesn't wrong. Work. That was wrong because, you you know, what we ended up with was JJ kind of going back and, and changing what had happened before, which yeah. just, this didn't make any sense. And, and the annoying thing is as well is that actually the direction the last year I went in was actually quite an interesting direction. Yeah, and it steered right back to where the the Force Awakens was. And, well, that's you know. it. And the other thing is, well, apparently, Disney were were making, basically directing the the last movie for J.J. Abrams, much to his dis, distaste. If um, 
if rumours are true, and certainly the, the cast members like John Boyega is incredibly against the, the mouse now. And I don't think J.J. Abrams is in a rush to work for Disney anytime soon because they kept changing the movie. And, you know, from what I understand, Iger himself stepped in and started changing the plot. And I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't, that's not how films should be, should be done, is it, at the end of the day? Um, that, that's how um, mistakes happen. And I, I, as much, and I love The Rise of Skywalker. I do think it's good. I don't care what you say. Not you I agree. Say, but I, agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm in the people outside of here because <laughs> we all did enjoy it. But um, at the same time, I can understand a lot of the criticism about how um, it kind of read of, uh, it, it was kind of like Reddit the movie. Um, mm. in, in terms of the things that they did at, at points. Um, yeah, they should have retconned it. They should have, they should have had a clear vision. This is the story we're going to tell. And it seems quite mad because even though I really uh, despise the, the prequel trilogy, um, sorry, Ryan, um, the, the one thing you can say about George Lucas is he knew he, the, the three stories he wanted to tell. I was going to say exactly the same thing. The execution wasn't great by any stretch, and the scripts, the dialogue especially, uh, left a lot to be desired. However, the story he actually wanted to tell, he told, and that was the, the big difference, um, you know, yep. In, yep. in terms of that. Um, I do think, though, what I've heard of the next set of films, and I say set of films because from what I've heard about them, is that they don't have a specific number in mind. They're working on the characters. They're working on the story. And once they have that, they're going to tell that story. It could be one film. It's unlikely to be one film. It could be three. It could be five. They're not setting a trilogy in in stone, Mm. which is a a much better way of doing it than saying we have to make three films. It's about this new selection of characters. You get to film two and you think, Christ, I don't know where to go from here. This is the problem that we've seen with... Um, I mean, I, I talked about it on a podcast no one listens to, which is uh, walking movies. Um, it's just a vanity project for me. But um, I, I talked about the fact, I, I was talking about The Invisible Man. And I was talking about that, you know, originally, you know, we had uh, the, the Universal Dark Universe and it was going to be The Mummy. And they announced uh, The Bride of Frankenstein and they announced The Invisible Man and they announced all the, the actors they were going to be getting in all these films. And then the mummy flopped and the whole thing died on its ass. And that same year, um, I think they announced there was gonna, the Power Rangers was going to be one of five films. Mm. And that was going to be a franchise. And, you know, all these film companies made that mistake of releasing, you know, on the, on the um, you know, upon the release of these films or, or, or coming up to the release of these films, they turned around and said, this is going to be the first in a series of films. And as soon as that first film flopped, what can they do? They, they can't make the other films because they're not going to be financially viable. Um, and we, we saw that as well, not to the same degree, but with um, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. You know, they said that's going to be a series of five films. The second film did not do anywhere near as well as the first film did. And, and I'm not entirely sure why, because I actually think that that second film was better than the first one. I think a lot of that was to do with Johnny Depp. The Johnny and, Depp situation, yeah. Which is, which you know, I, whether you disagree or disagree, or whatever, no one really knows what's going on. But I think a lot of that was fans going, well, 
he's, he's, you know, he's done what he's done. It's, he's a disgrace. I can't believe J.K. Rowling hired him. I'm not going to see it. Yeah, time time could be about to look quite kindly on that situation, but like you yes. say, at the time it wasn't, and um, it it definitely must have had an impact. Must have because he'd gone from a ten second cameo in the first film to being the main villain in the second. Um, so I think it, it definitely did play in. I also do think though as well that the response to the first Fantastic Beasts had been a little bit mixed, and so if the first film isn't so good are you going to go and bother to see the second one? Um, That's one of those films that I think the second one is. I actually enjoyed the second one far more than the first. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a much better a, film. Yeah, it's yeah. got a much stronger story in the second one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it takes the dark tone that a Harry Potter, well, Fantastic Beast, a movie from that universe should take when you've got one of the most powerful dark wizards in that universe in yeah. power. And I think that's the problem. I think the first film was a bit too saccharine. Yeah. And so people were like, oh, it's just Harry Potter light. And actually, no, it, it, the second film proved it's more than that. But again, damage was done. Um, and I mean, they delayed that third film by, I think, a year later than they were expecting it to come out. And as far as I know, it's not even started production yet. because It was, of... due, it was due to start the weekend that we right. went into lockdown. Because right. we went past the weekend before and all the sets were built. Right. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a perfect example of a of a movie that did this right was Back to the Future. Never intended to be a trilogy, and the fact that the the they went on record of saying that that Jennifer, if they were going to make a sequel, would have never been in the car, which is why in part two they immediately got rid of her because they had no idea what to do with her. They didn't quite expect the success of the of the movie to be as good as it was. So when they obviously wanted to shoot two and three, they had to kind of come up with a story well, that, they... meant, that meant that she, she, she was basically like put aside and then only popped in uh, every now and again. Well, the other problem as well, wasn't it, was not long after Back to the Future came out, she retired. Yeah. Didn't she? I think her, her mum was ill or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... It, regardless of the role they wanted to give her, you've got to change one of your your main characters. And then, of course, you also had George McFly. That was yeah. the other problem, is that, again, Crispin Glover is, is not one of those kind of actors, and he certainly did not want to be part of a franchise, and so declined appearing at all in uh, the sequels. And there was that lawsuit, wasn't there, about his uh, his likeness. Yeah. She won. Did his, yeah, yeah, he did, he did yeah. Yeah, change yeah, change the law. I listened to a, a podcast with him on not long ago, and he was talking about it. And he he was literally like, "Look, I was fine with them replacing me. I had no issues with that. They just didn't tell me they were going to use the mold they'd taken off me yeah. to put the guy in makeup." Yeah, because you wouldn't. I mean, I I did not know until year. You know, I watched those films when I was a kid. I had no idea until years I later. I couldn't tell the difference now. That's what I mean. You know, they they did it for that exact reason. Um, I can never work out with him whether he's uh, like a complete nut job or just uh, a, a genius. Um, I've never been able to understand it. He saying that he's he's great in the Charlie's Angels films. I would say that. Um, yeah, yeah, I said it. I don't care. I like those films. We could do about it. Um, he's a weird hair sniffer, isn't he? Yeah, he's a weird hair, hair sniffer. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great one. Um, but yeah, I think, I think going back on topic, Disney have got 
a lot of money making up to do. Um, they're never going to recuperate the cost in the theme parks unless they increase the prices significantly and they still get the attendance that they were getting. I don't think so. Um, the cruise line, God only knows what's going to happen with the cruise line. Hasn't um, the CDC said uh, they're proposing, or well, they may have already put it forward and it may be signed off, that no cruises should be happening for at least 100 days? Is that right? Uh, I, I I've don't... just seen something from Carnival that said that theirs is definitely stops until July um, and anything out of New York is cancelled for the whole year. Jeez. See, the, the, we were, me and Craig recorded a new podcast on at the weekend with um, Kat and Lewis from uh, Diz Down Under. Um, it wasn't about Disney, <laughs> but we spent a lot of time talking about it because of what was going on. And they were booked on a cruise um, in, in a few weeks. They were supposed to go. And they got their cancellation email. They knew it was going to be cancelled, obviously. But um, they got a cancellation email. Um, and it offered them uh, a refund or 125% credit on what they paid for them to book within the next, I can't remember if it was 12 or 15 months. But I said the problem with, with giving you that is who's to say what the, the increase is going to be? So they might give you like an extra 25% on what you paid this year. Um, but if it goes up by 50% next year, then, you know, you're still going to have to find some extra money to, to book the same cruise. So again, that's, that's going to be interesting. Plus as well, you know, people are going to be, um, you know, do I want to go on a cruise? You know, is that still going to be a thing that they want to do? You know, this is going to change those things. And then, you know, we still don't know what the impact's going to be on uh, cinemas. Again, same thing. We've got no idea when they're going to reopen. Um, every big summer release now has been delayed, most until next year. So no Ghostbusters for us this year. Um, Stranger Things. <laughs> sorry, yeah. Stranger Ghostbusters and things. Um Black Widow, we know, is coming out in November. Yeah. That's the expected release date for that now. Um, and everything else has been pushed back. Um, but, you know, we don't know when the cinemas are going to reopen. And, and when they do, we don't know what's going to be left in, in America. We don't know what the situation is like in the UK at the moment. Everything seems to be, at the moment, going okay for them. But, um, you know, AMC, uh, I think, were announcing that they might have to go into bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even going back to Disney, then obviously Disney Springs has got that massive one. Mm. If I were Disney, and I'm pretty sure they don't have the money probably right now, but I'm assuming they own that building, I would just um, turn that into a Disney-owned cinema. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to. No. Yeah. They're a studio. Uh, yeah. yeah, they they changed the law quite a while ago because back in the day, I mean, and I mean back in the day. Um, studios used to own cinemas so they had uh, a monopoly on what could be shown so that has changed um that that said um you know they might have to re- review things um going forward who knows but um well let's just take the Walt Disney approach and come up with a different company name and end up buying the land for cheap yeah I mean, that's a that's a good question actually though p-dubs because the El Capitan Yep, it's because it's one screen only. I was going to, yeah, 
I wondered if that was the case because yeah. it's not a multiplex. No. Um, then they can do what they want with it. It's basically. not seen as um, selling their own products and flooding the market. Yeah, okay. Because they can only show one film every two or three hours. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, you know, when those cinemas open back up, uh, what's the landscape going to be? And are they going to get people coming back out? This could change the um, the film industry forever. Well, I mean, I can't remember if I mentioned it before, but my, uh, my limited card that I have ran out two days after they announced that they were closing all the cinemas in the UK. And I was about to renew my pass because I thought they're probably going to shut everything down. However, if I renew my pass now, at least a bit, it's not much money, one person buying their card. But, you know, that, that's money that's going into that business to help them while they're closed, right? So I was prepared to do that, but they wouldn't let me do that. When they announced the close, they were like, we, are, we cannot take any, any payments or anything like that. You know, we've got it completely shut. So, um, and to be honest, my mindset's changed since then because now I'm like, when I do open, unless I know it's completely safe, do I want to go? And I love the cinema. I'll always go to the cinema over anything else. But yeah, it, it's even leaving me questioning it. And that's someone who loves the cinema. So for people that are very casual, are they going to come back out? When Black Widow comes out, is that going to get, um, you know, a $100 million opening weekend? And especially at the time of year as well. That's going to kill it as well in November. Um, it it Thor, won't help it. No, Thor, Thor did all right. Um, I think that was a November release, if I remember rightly. Justice League, it didn't. But that had its own problems. Um, so superhero films, you know, might be okay then. But, um, yeah, I just, I just don't think it's... it's um, it's going to kind of recuperate the box office that it wants to. Not that quickly. No, and saying that as well, I don't know whether you guys saw that they've just pushed back Soul this evening. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, two two okay. weeks after Black Widow. Okay, so that's going to be the Thanksgiving release. Then. Yeah. So that means, because they had another film, didn't they? Raya out? was meant yeah. to be coming out then, and that's been pushed back to next year. Okay. Which yeah. was it goes into a slot that was originally meant for a live-action film that hadn't been announced. What, a Marvel one or no, a, a Disney one? A Disney one. Interesting. A lot of people seem to think it was possibly Little Mermaid. That had been announced, though, hadn't it? It didn't have a release date. Right, okay. Yeah. And they'd only just started filming it. Right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's trying to work out where Disney are going to make this money back. They can't make all the money back off Disney Plus as much as they'd like it to. No, despite Not, the fact that they've got 50 million plus subscribers. Yeah, but they're paying five ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. And some of, some of us are paying even less. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many Americans took up that offer for three years for the price of one or whatever yeah. it was? Plus as well... Um, is it AT&T or Verizon have got the years free? Yeah. So those those people that bought that D23 exclusive offer that were on whichever cellular ne- network that was giving you a year's free anyway, I've actually got four. Because yeah. if you if you had that, 
already and you had that service, then they just froze the start date for another year. Yeah. So some people in the States are not paying for Disney Plus for four years. Um, and in the UK, I think it's six months with O2, you get free as well. So yeah, there's there's loads of money they're not. Um, you know, even if they, and they could, I'll, I'll be honest, they could double that. They could quite easily double the cost of Disney Plus. Yeah. And still keep a load of subscribers. I'd pay 10 quid a month for that. Um, there's enough content on there to make it for worth a while. For now. No, even so, like the thing is, I think when you've got young kids and stuff like that, to have everything mm. oh, on I agree. the remote. Um, saying that, there was, there was a lot of glaring emissions from UK uh, Disney Plus at the moment that I don't understand. Yeah. Onward, I get. Um, to an extent, while that's not come out here yet, but there are like lots of like shorts and um, Toy Story stuff. That the, the Toy Story specials are not on there. For for example, something um, I noticed um, just yesterday: Ducktales, the new Ducktales. We've only got season one. Yep, which is and Muppet uh, Babies, which I don't understand. Or why have we only got one season of that? Yep, Disney no Plus. Reason. Disney Plus in the US has got two. Yeah, because they've only just started season three, I think, and they yes. uh, just just started airing it. Yeah, this I think it was this weekend or last weekend they started airing yeah. season three. Um, but yeah, American Disney Plus has got two seasons of DuckTales. I don't know about Muppet Babies. I didn't check Muppet Babies, but um, I was looking the other day because my kids have started watching DuckTales, um, and I looked at the American one to see what was on there, and they've got two seasons. So um, not exactly sure where the second season is for the UK. Missing Pixar shorts. Yeah, well, as the one that I've, I've I've recommended to everybody is the one they can't watch. Which is those on YouTube. Those are those were all made for YouTube. They're not on YouTube in the UK. But that's that's the thing. It's bonkers, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because they were made for YouTube. Obviously not in in the UK. But why? What is stopping Disney from releasing them on Disney Plus in the UK? Yeah, I, I, Paper Man's missing as well. I watched that short yep. Nick, that you recommended um, with Donna last weekend. Okay. And we loved it. Uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's lovely. I mean, obviously, it means uh, I, I resonate with it more. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, I recommend it to everybody. I think it's a lovely little show. And, and, I mean, actually, I've seen, I think, five. I can't remember how many they made, but I've seen the majority of them. And everyone is different. Every one of those Pixar Spark shorts is different. Yeah, brilliant. The one with the cat and, cat and the dog as well. Oh, my God. I was in tears on that. Yeah, yeah so we watched was like... that the other night. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're, they're all great, and they should all be on Disney Plus everywhere because it's exclusive content. Um, what's the other thing I noticed the other day that was... Oh, um, the Forky asks question, which, by the way, is the biggest disappointment in the world because they're not very good. I loved Forky as a character, but those little shorts are not very entertaining. And what's even worse is my door went to me, um, Mr. Pricklepants has got a different voice. And I went, no, surely not. Yeah, they've replaced Timothy Dalton. Oh, come on. And we've, we've effectively token Englishmen. Like, basically, any one of us could have done it. And hilariously, I sat there the other day, I put Lamp Life on, hadn't seen mm. that. And literally, with Woody's first word, I went, that's Tom's brother. That's yep. not him. Yeah. And it sounds awful. Giving him a full script just sounds completely dreadful. 
Yeah, because you're used to um, you're used to him doing like video games and stuff. Where yeah, where it's... they say like three words. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is like a full on script, and I'm like, no, don't even bother. If you can't get Tom to do it, then don't bother. I will say though, I actually think it's a good show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I agree with you about the voice. It's crazy. You could literally record the audio from anywhere. I, I don't know why they didn't record it when they were filming Toy Story 4 anyway. Seems like the obvious choice. Yeah. Obvious time to do it. You know, Tom, we just need you for another half an hour. Just, just madness. Good. I, it's, it's good that he's giving his brother a paycheck. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all, but... But surely you could just pay him if he needs the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just madness. Um, yeah. So... This episode was supposed to be short. This was supposed to be Pixar's short. <laughs> Instead, it's feature length. Because um, even let's hope, like, made, let's hope we've made Toy Story and not Cars Two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, even Craig <laughs> sent me a message to, or sent us a message to say, "Yeah, ten minutes ago, how was it recorded?" Still going on, mate. Um, he'll be pleased. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Chapek situation is very odd <laughs> compared to what we're talking about. I I can't fathom why, un- unless you want to take one of my tin pot crazy theories there about Iger using this as a power play. I, I just can't see any other reason for for doing it. But it is just the most bizarre thing that you have got a new CEO of a company and they've done nothing, nothing publicly anyway. So so weird. He's just been sat at home trying to update his Excel, and he's just realised that he's actually he's actually got a Mac and he can't use Excel. And they've gone, "I'm sorry, Chapek, you can't be doing this. That's weeks you've wasted." You reckon he's trying to send uh, a text message using Excel, like um, Michelle Williams did in that music video? Yeah. <laughs> God, there's a deep cut that about five people will get. He's he's been sending messages and and realised that he hasn't actually got iMessage, so they're not even going through. <laughs> He's got a little red mark next to it. He's he's been sending messages to press for the last three weeks and no one's been getting them. I reckon Iger's bugged the phone, diverted all the texts. Um, (laughs) It's going to be interesting times. I I think it's how this is going to play. I think you're right, Ryan. I think his time is done. It's it's got to be. I mean, no no board member, shareholder, fan has got any faith in someone that is has now already been replaced, even if it's just in the short term. His, the faith in him is, is gone, I think. Any other business, and it would be, I don't think we should treat Disney as anyone else. And I think we've got to be honest, and, and they're probably being honest, which is why I get back. They are in trouble. Mm. Big time. I can't wait for Disney press release saying we welcome our new Apple overlords later this year. Going to keep beating that drum until it happens. It's going to happen, people. I'm telling you. Uh, P-dubs, yep. anything from you before you go? No, I think we've we've covered everything. Uh, I'm intrigued by what's coming. Covered everything's a bloody understatement, mate. We yeah, killed way more than that. Um, but yeah, thank you, gents, for for joining us. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Going back to the point at the beginning. Uh, we may not have such exciting stuff to talk about for about two hours going forward. So we'll just make something up. It's all right. 
That's what we did today. <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> but we need to get that exciting news coming through for us to speculate. Um, but yeah, uh, anything you want to hear us do, if uh, you know, there's questions you want us to answer, if you want us to do uh, a deep dive on the theme parts, you know, maybe we could uh, you know, do a real in-depth land-by-land analysis or something like that on one of the theme parts. Um, you know, anything, anything you can think of, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear what you want to hear from us, uh, and we'll do our best to do so. And uh, I will, on the Facebook group, um, put an invite out for our virtual pub session. I haven't got a date for it yet because I haven't decided on it, but I'll give you plenty of time uh, to get prepared if you want to do it. And obviously, uh, as many members of the team that are available at that time will be joining uh, as well. So, um, should just be a bit of fun um that's that's what we need to do at these these dark times so uh thank you for your continued support um more content out there on patreon if you want to go over there and uh we'll see you in another couple of weeks for another disney parts and beyond This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.